My goodness me. Here it is. Predictable. Well choreographed. Perfectly rehearsed. Hello and welcome to this promo episode of a brand new podcast. Grassroots is all about women's rugby as we know and love it. In the mud, at the local club and with your mates. We aim to bring you all the news from the grassroots game, celebrate the characters, discuss the main issues and tell all from within the women's game. This podcast will be like sitting chatting with your teammates in the clubhouse with a pint after a game. We hope you enjoy it. 22 months out with a triple knee operation. She runs in, tries for fun. I'm Lou. She has got a remarkable strike rate. And I'm Jodie. The forward who can't stop scoring. And Molly. The cannonball coming through. And I'm Matt. This is Grassroots. Fuchsia, back on the pitch, how are you feeling? Very tired. Are you? Yes. Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it the first 20 minutes when I thought I was only doing 20 minutes. <laughs> and he made me do 50 minutes. False promises from Crew and Nantwich Magpies. Do you feel calm? Yes, I do. What are you going to do about it? I'm going to go to the union. <laughs> What's Grassroots about? Uh, women. Doing rugby stuff. Doing bits. Amateurly. <laughs> you know, you're really selling it to me there, Jodie. God. Um, <laughs> it's, it's where the talent comes from. No one goes straight into Prem, do they? This is, yeah. this is the next future. England, Red Roses. This is the, the rugby Petri dish of the international game. It's where the utterly ridiculous things happen. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Definitely. It's where friendship relationships, injuries, diseases, <laughs> that's just me, um, the game itself, that was just this weekend, uh, <laughs> I didn't even play, no, this is where you begin your rugby family story, it's where you fall in love with it, yeah, you meet all sorts of people that you wouldn't normally meet in what might be classed as a normal life not that i'm sure that any of us actually have a normal life anyway well i used to say when i was coaching at any rugby club but particularly at a grassroots women's rugby club you meet people that you never meet in real life no exactly yeah what other world would we have met if you tune into this podcast what are you going to hear what are you going to get from it a wasted hour of your life <laughs> it's out of your life. time you'll never get back <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's twofold. It's one is, and it's very simple. It's just to celebrate the game. And that's the characters, the funny things that happen, the actual logistics and the mission of it all, really, because it is bloody difficult to get twenty-five players on a, out on a Sunday afternoon with coaches and referees and all of that sort of stuff. It's the characters that come into the game, having never done it before, and what they get back from it. I think that's a big part of it for me with grassroots. You know, you get people that never touched the ball before, that for reasons best known to them decide one day they're going to turn up and they just turn into different people because of it. What was your reason for doing rugby in the beginning? Is it because gymnastics kick you out? <laughs> well, fuck off, man. <laughs> Actually, I started playing rugby when I went to university at the sports fair and I'd done eventing with my horse and I had to sell him before I went to uni because no one else wanted him. So I went to the, the sports freshers fair and the ladies rugby were the only ones with free beer. So <laughs> I thought... I know, I'll give it a go. Up your street. Yeah, just give it a go, see what happens. And then like 20 odd years later, still playing. Or still played hmm, in the past now. Did you actually watch rugby beforehand though? Had you ever sort of nope. sat down and watched a game before you went along to that? Never? No, nope. 
we weren't as sporty family like that. We were as in we were always outside with the horses, but we never actually sat down to watch football or rugby. or We never went to watch any matches of sport at all. So I had no clue whatsoever. It was a total punt. Wow. How about you, Joe? So I went to uni and it was a case of I'm new to the city, went to Sheffield and how do I make friends? So I decided I'm going to join the rugby team, basically. I thought it was a great way to find gay women as well. So I thought I can get a relationship and friends. So it was just one random night out in the local gay bar in Dempsey's. And it was actually this girl. I was like, she's fit, but she was absolutely paralytic. So, well, usually that's my type, but I thought I'd leave that. <laughs> not, a good, not a good idea. She was, she was a total mess. So I thought I was into her anyway. I just sort of flirted and was like, no, I can't do that. Until yeah. 1am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, this girl, she just caught my eye because she had this thing on her ankle. She broke her ankle. Was it a tag? She was like, oh, I was starting a rugby team. I'm like, I'm there because I really wanted to do it anyway. It's basically a group of lesbians that formed this team. Yeah, it was basically to make friends and to make more friends that was it people get this weird tribe out of it don't they and the thing i love is that my social circle wouldn't otherwise cross over into a lot of your lives no you know, really it wouldn't. wouldn't you know no the things i do the age i'm at the people I hang around with all that sort of stuff wouldn't otherwise cross over and yet here we are and i've got friends in the game that are so close and so important to me in my life and you owe the sport a lot for that really and actually it's funny how the actual game itself often is the the least important thing in some respects. Do you know what I mean? It's funny, isn't it? How it's the society around it. It's the culture. It's the training. It's the traditions, the nicknames, the funny stories, all of that, the bus trips. The actual 80 minutes on a pitch is almost the least relevant part of it, isn't it? Yeah. I think if you'd told me a lot before rugby that I'd be friends with a middle-aged ginger bloke from down south, I wouldn't have believed you. But here we are now, Matt. So <laughs> Exactly. Well, your mum keeps paying me that maintenance check every month to be your friend. So, you know, I'll keep cashing it. Your outreach worker, something like that. (laughs) The other side of that is the more serious stuff. So what I really want to look at as well over the times we do it is the more serious issues that are in the game. And that can be the heavier subjects. You know, like sexuality, you know, it's a big part of the women's game. And that was something that was interesting to me coming into it as a male from a coaching perspective, because it's not, not something that's ever discussed in the male game at all. And yet it's a, it's front and centre of a lot of women's teams, isn't it? I like the fact that being gay is comfortable in rugby. Like, it's not a thing. It feels like you can be you when you're at rugby. Every part of who you are, not even being gay, it's being you, your hopes, your dreams and everything. It's just accepted in women's rugby rugby overall it just seems to be whoever you are whatever you do it's just accepted and actually we talk openly about these things which i think is a massive difference between women's and men's rugby as well definitely as a coach you definitely notice people go through that transition period they first come in and they're carrying that baggage of societal expectation personal anxiety body hang-ups shyness and, and other different things that come into it and they first start and they turn up to that first training session and they're nervous and they're unsure of themselves and all the rest of it and then you look at them again a year two years later and they're totally different people when i first joined crew was right at the very beginning really i was like oh, i really want to do this but i'd have to bring grace with me every time I was really worried about what everyone would think and can she behave and can she be there with everybody else for the get on. And now, what, how many years later, 
she joins us all and I'm going to see all my rugby mums, you know. Yeah, part of the team. <laughs> yeah. But that's really interesting from a role model perspective, isn't it? Because I love my daughter being around the squad. I love it because in her normal life, she very much has that one lane, Jodie, to use your language, where she's got her friends and the peer pressure that comes with that. She's got a school that has a, an ideal and a, and a norm, if you like. Then she's got the kind of popular culture around that, that she, which is also very conformist, isn't it? So when she comes to rugby and she sees women of all shapes and sizes, all ages, all backgrounds, all sexualities and all the rest of it, it provides her with a completely different view of womanhood, doesn't it? And that's something that I've gained loads from as a person as well. I grew up with sisters, so I suppose I was perhaps a little more comfortable around women than some people are, but it took me a while to adapt to that variety and that women not being women right without there being an ulterior motive these were people who were all trying to do the same thing for the same reasons i like how you say people because it was it would be being yeah. people rather than yeah. being societal's expectation of women i think that's yeah that's what the game does for you yeah and that all of us are i don't know we all seem to be people who are it's okay to be who you are and for example when it might come to Evelyn or Grace you know they go oh my god look at her and we're everyone's like it's okay to do whatever you want you just go and do Mm. it that's okay I wish I joined rugby a lot earlier it would have helped a lot in my teen years if I joined rugby a lot earlier on for mental health and feeling like I didn't yeah I didn't feel I fitted into society and I felt different from other people I see the unders now the girls I'm in awe of their confidence and knowing who they are at such an early age I don't know the word for it not proud but I just happy to see that and it's it's nice to see that today's society girls feeling like they're comfortable in their own skin. Do you feel like role models when you're wearing the, the shirt when you're when you're out playing, do you feel like you have a role beyond that of just playing a game with your mate? I don't feel like I qualify to be a role model, to be honest. I mean would you want Grace turning out like me, let's be honest. Well, if you're happy and she turns out to be happy and that being like you then yeah. But I feel really proud to be part of a rugby family actually and it's not something I'd ever keep a secret I'm not sure about role model but yeah definitely proud grassroots what's it about Molly grassroots is just where it all starts and we all aim to be that professional pro team like the women's premiership us trying to look professional but actually we never do we try really really hard to make sure that we're doing the pre-game warm-up with enthusiasm and we're all turning up and we'd like to say we all come out on time, we're all there doing our stretches and all the things like that. But in reality, people come late because they've overslept. People miss the bus. People rock out with copious amounts of tape from head to toe and then refuse to do the warm-up because they want to save themselves for the game. We rock up onto the pitch. We're, again, drips and drabs. Someone's forgot to take their nose ring out or the other various piercings, which we don't want to talk about. And then they forgot their gum shield or they forgot to put their eyebrows on today and, and their lucky eyebrows and they can't play unless they go back into the change rooms and you know apply their uh, makeup to get them ready for the game. And then just the aftermath, when we all say every week we're going to do a cool-down, And in reality, we're all carrying each other off the pitch and then stroll into the clubhouse talking about all the good things we did, knowing we should be doing a cool down because tomorrow we're going to wake up and not be able to get out of bed. So there's always that person that won't go out without, uh, I don't know, their lucky sock or their lucky pants. And if they've not got them on, then they're not going to play well. I guess the superstitions remain as silly uh, in the professional game as they do in the grassroots game. And it's just us talking a lot of shit. 
about silly things we all do, but having a good laugh about it. And without all those things and the grassroots game would just be a bit boring. So if you were tuning in to this podcast from another club, what are you going to hear? Stories, funny things that have happened on the pitch or off the pitch about players in the team. You know, every team has got a forward that thinks they can kick or thinks they're Sonny Bill and can do ridiculous offloads when in reality it's a car crash on the pitch but they'll go on about the one time that it came off and they're going to keep trying and, until they do it again and ultimately that day never comes but I reckon every team has one of those players they have somebody that thinks they're a winger but they're not a winger they get put on the wing because to be honest they're not much use anywhere else and and things like that and you know <laughs> we have people that have never played rugby before who don't know the rules, they literally just roam around the pitch making silly mistakes, but we all love it because it's part of the game. And I think it's just the characters and the camaraderie. Talking about stories about what we've experienced and also talking about the things that are stigmatised by women's rugby as well, which I think is really important to discuss. So sensible topics with a bit of a bit of a silly spin on it. Just being able to listen to changing room banter and things while you're walking the dog or going to the gym and you need a bit of a laugh or a pick-me-up it's nice to be able to tune into a podcast that you can get your rugby fit for the week while you're not at training or you're not down the club and it makes you feel like at home really and it'd be nice for the listeners to feel like they're part of our squad too and that'd be really good definitely I totally agree Molly I think for me I think one of the things I'm looking forward to doing is properly putting a spotlight on the game that most people know and understand most of the media coverage and podcasts that are out there today, they focus a lot on Eddie Jones this and Red Roses that. And, you know, there's loads of content about professional players and premiership teams and so on, which is all great. But vast majority of us, the person that's forgotten their kit, the person who's, the, whose boots fall apart halfway through the first half, the person that turns up having never played before and gets sent off in the first 10 minutes, all of that goes on in every club at every level across both men and women, across the entire country, doesn't it? I think it's about time we all celebrated it, really. Do you reckon every premiership team's got a sherry, though? I very much doubt that. I reckon they've got someone that doesn't have an off button in any situation. Who would you least like to be with you when the ref's giving you a stern telling off for all the high tackles? Wouldn't want sherry. She doesn't understand what a high tackle is half the time. So, um, yeah. (laughs) But again, you wouldn't want our team without sherry because we need the vibrant training gear and the constant innuendos all throughout the coaches' speeches and things. So, yeah, I hope, I live in hope that every team has a sherry Davis was built. Any team out there that's having morale issues, just get in touch with this and we'll rent her out for a you know, for a sensible fee. Send her down for a few days. It'll just revolutionise your squad, definitely. Thanks for listening to this promo episode of Grassroots. Coming up on episode one soon, Shower Etiquette, we preview the new season and we introduce one of rugby's true characters in Chez Says. I'm currently drinking vodka with vitamin D capsules in. <laughs> I'm trying to improve my skin. How many of that have you had? Two pints. Two pints? Yeah. Of vodka? Not pure vodka. There's a bit of tonic in. <laughs> oh, okay. And then two of them Barocca things in each one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this was Grassroots. Women's rugby from the roots up. Take a bow. A brilliant finish.